Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Discover New Music podcast from Full Pelt Music, where we put the spotlight on bands that we have featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify. One such band is James and the Cold Gun, and we will be chatting to them very shortly. But before then, just the usual reminders from myself. If you would, please do follow us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook at Full Pelt. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, wherever you're watching or listening. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on the Discover New Music podcast. We're delighted today to be joined by James and the Cold Gun. I'm joined by the two Jameses. Um, so we have James Joseph and James Biss. Thank you both for joining me today. How are you both doing this fine morning? Doing all right. Yeah, fair. all good, all good. Uh, a little tired, but uh, yeah, excited to have a chat. Today yeah. is the dreaded kind of post tour day where we have to unload the van and like mm. get everything that you leave behind back in order. Like, what's the best thing about going on tour sometimes is you can kind of escape your your normal life. Yeah, <laughs> but everything everything falls apart. <laughs> you have to come back and try and get it back in order. Yeah, exactly. Sadly, it's all still waiting for you when you get back, isn't it? Um, That's it. Yeah, we'll we'll chat about the tour you guys have just been on uh, in a second. Um, but before we get to that, we start every podcast um, on the Discover New Music podcast exactly the same way. Um, obviously, the podcast is designed for, for new listeners, people to ch check out bands perhaps they're not familiar with. So with that in mind, we will start off with what we call the origin story. So... What is the origin story for James and the Cold Gun? How did the two of you come together? Oh, we'll try and we'll try and give you a fairly condensed version. <laughs> yeah, there's a long version. There's a short. <laughs> All right, let's go one for one if okay. you can remember it. So weirdly, we met um, by chance. We were both going to the same uni, but a year apart. And the uni had this weird job where. Um, they give you like a bit of money each week to blog about it and basically basically lie about how good the uni is. But um, for some reason, uh, they well, he, he managed to get that job the year before mm -hmm. and then I was the next year. So there was like this meeting, this handover period where um, you had to meet the person who was doing the job beforehand and they kind of explained what to do. And, and as soon as we met each other, we were both wearing band shirts and, um, you know, it was like, oh, nice shirt, man. Oh, same sort of thing. Like, you, you like music? Da, da, da. Um, and it's, it's quite weird in, in Cardiff to come across someone who plays in bands who you've never met before. It's kind of rare because it feels like everybody knows each other in Cardiff already. Yeah. So we started sort of slowly became friends. And then there was a band after that that we started. Yeah, yeah. No, we did a, we did like a hardcore band together and uh, obviously completely kind of different style of music. But um, it, it, yeah, it was kind of less my thing. But um, me and James, I, just, I really like... I was kind of not in the scene at the time. I was like kind of hidden away, doing my own thing. So it was a great chance to kind of like get together and actually like do something. Um, we maybe I was, I was a band for like six months. We did like a load of tours in it and just, but it like was all bands do, just kind of like fell apart and everything. And we thought like afterwards, we were like, well, we don't actually want to stop making music together because we, we really enjoyed it and like mm -hmm. writing together and, uh, we just wanted to like scratch a different itch so uh, for sure for sure and the the other thing that happened um i was in a different band before this band a band called holding absence and um we just lost a guitarist at the time so um so i had james fill in for a few of those tours so we, we knew that we worked you know we, we knew yeah. that we could get on on the road and stuff but um that band was sort of um not doing it for me musically anymore i think we started it like 
six or seven years ago. And then you, your taste just changes. You never think it's going to, but your taste just changes. So uh, we both we both had like a like a rock and roll like itch to scratch. And yeah, yeah, I think we work well together. Like I, I've, I've always been the kind of like the business one of the band who loves just like you know trying to say like oh we're going to do this next and do this next and, and then he can actually write songs. So it's so <laughs> yeah, it well. yeah, a good partnership. <laughs> yeah, match made yeah. in heaven. Yeah, and clearly, um, yeah, it seems like fate that you know you, you guys were thrown together um, under the circumstances you were, um, and obviously, yeah, the outcome of that is James and the Cold Gun. Um, we have featured your track uh, "Plug Me In" on our Discover New Music playlist, um, and obviously, oh, cool. Thank it's you. artists from that playlist that we we choose for the uh, correspondent podcast. So, um, next question for me then relates to the song that we included on the pod uh, on the playlist, rather. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about Plug Me In, you know, um, what's the song about? How did it come together? So um, it was it, that, that song especially kind of sums up um, how we felt over the two the two years of lockdown. I, I hate to I hate to have to still talk about lockdown because I think we all yeah. want to just move on now. Fingers crossed we're out the other end. But um, the the song kind of we, we both um, in, in the lockdown years, obviously, when, when we started the band, the, the plan, as most bands do, the plan is to just get to your local pub and do a gig and kind of work it from there. Whereas for us, it was a bit strange. We weren't able to play, so all we could really do is write and, and jam and stuff. But we're lucky enough that um, Biz's parents have a garage where it's sort of um, away enough from the, the next house over to um, to be able to like crank our amps and play some drums and stuff in there. And it really, that going there every day in lockdown and just mucking around made us feel like we were back in school or something, you know, like when you, when you first like yeah. playing with instruments for the first time. And then um, we, we just realized that we loved like quite um, intense, like rock songs, like all, all, all the kind of early Foo Fighters stuff, I think was, was the kind of um, the kind of thing that got, got us, got that track off the ground. And, and um, the lyrics to that song are essentially just, just almost like a, a little, you know, nod to to volume and to mm -hmm. and to, um, how good it feels to just to just yeah play live um, fast <laughs> loud music. It's it's such like a cathartic song to play live as well because it's yeah. like it's it's the second song in the set we do, so it's that real kind of we're in now. Like it's just down picking the whole thing, just loud noisy. Like by the end of it, my hands so tight, fingers are just <laughs> killing. You got his team, and they're like just all. Yeah. Fatten after the last couple of weeks. Yeah. We all then just like, like the song starts fast and it just gets faster and faster and faster as we go at the end and we just get chucked out the other side and it's uh it's the best feeling doing that song live. Yeah. Yeah, and it works really well. Obviously we loved it and we put it on the playlist. Um and we've caught you guys live actually a couple of times, including this past Saturday with uh Therapy in Norwich and uh Oh uh, sick. Oh wicked. Yeah, listeners can read our review of that show on our website, fullcupmusic.com. Uh, and at, at the show, you actually referenced something you've just referenced again there, the fact that you obviously were playing for a couple of years in uh, James's mum's garage, yeah. basically. Um, but it yeah. did make me think on Saturday, you know, we've only just had Mother's Day. I, I hope you um, obviously bought her a nice present to make up for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we were on tour. <laughs> oh, no. I think, yeah, I think we were away. Maybe get some flowers on the way to drop off yeah. the gear today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah bless them. Obviously, it's, it's great to have that support. Um, and obviously... Um, yeah, early tracks were, were formed there, and then obviously you guys have been able to go and record uh, your debut EP, which will be coming out soon. So before we get right. the EP in full, um, we'll talk about your most recent single that you put out. It's uh, Mutual, um, another mm -hmm. track. Obviously, you've been you've been playing live. 
So um, similar question to, to Pug Me In, really. Obviously, th- this being your latest single, just talk to us a little bit about that track, you know, obviously, because listeners can head um, to all the streaming platforms, obviously, to check that out. And also, there's a, a cool, really cool video for it, quite, which gave, um, gave me quite sort of old-school retro-type uh, feelings watching it on uh, YouTube. So listeners need to check that out. So if you could tell us a bit about It's Mutual and perhaps the video as well. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll talk a little about like that video was like the first time we've done like a fun video yeah <laughs> like everything else has been like I like to think we're like a fairly like fun band like we take like we take it seriously but we're not like a serious band yeah true. like all the other all the other videos have been like trying to look cool like performance speaking <laughs> of vibe in this one we're like fuck it let's just do like let's just do something really fun and like like try and put as many skits in there as possible and, like it's probably yeah one of the most like enjoyable time we've done a video yeah for sure yeah. definitely it was really cool we, we were lucky enough to um a friend of a friend of a friend knew someone who um who lent us like the classic car and um we were kind of, we were all day we were being so careful like not to um not to like dent it or anything yeah. and then i i don't know if you've seen that the last couple of seconds of the video but um basically james's dad is there with the leaf blower yeah. trying to make us look like going fast and um and the leaf blower hits this backdrop, the green screen backdrop, and then the big stand comes and smashes the back of the oh. priceless vintage car. And we're just there like, oh, what do we do? <laughs> that was definitely, definitely a memory we won't forget anytime soon. Yeah. The song itself, though, is kind of, um, it's kind of a nod to um, a lot of the bands that we seem to really both like. Are like It's kind of like late 90s, early 2000s, like British rock bands. So like, we, we always think it sounds a little bit like feeder or like yeah. something like like three colors red that kind of like it's like a, a song with like you know like a fairly like poppy chorus but it's just it's driving and it's got it's got bits to kind of throw you in and and, and they are you know full-on rocking sort of bits so yeah we really we really chuffed when we wrote that one i think and the the kind of um the kind of um message in the lyrics is basically trying to encapsulate when um when you kind of reach a stalemate in a, rela- in a relationship, whether that's like a friend or a partner or, or a work colleague or something, but that moment where you both realize like there's just silence and you're both n- not in agreement and it's kind of, it's kind of just awkward. And I, yeah. I've had, I've had one or two car journeys that I think back to where you can sense like maybe with the person behind you or next to you and, and you just, nobody knows what to say. And, and there's probably the best thing to do in that situation is, is like, to try and chat about it, but you just can't. There's something like stopping you. Yeah. It's that horrible, like sicky feeling. But um, yeah, I, I really like how that one turned out. I think that's one of my favourites so far. Yeah, no, us too. And yeah, like um, you know, lyrically and thematically, like you said, I think that's something everyone can relate to. I think we've all been on them car journeys in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, um, really, really interesting. And I say, yeah, really love the video. So there's two tracks already there um, that. Um, yeah we've really really enjoyed so we've also um had a bit of a sneak peek at the ep which obviously both of those tracks are going to feature on so um false start is the title of the ep it comes out on april 29th and obviously listeners need to um be sourcing that either streaming or preferably uh i believe there's some physical releases uh for the ep as well so obviously you know ideally head to the uh the band's website and uh pick up a bundle from there um but Talk to us about you know the EP then. Um, obviously, it's the first body of work you're putting out as a band. So obviously, it's always quite an important statement you know to make. 
um, you know, um, what should listeners expect from that EP as a whole? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny with us because, yeah, we, we again, we started the band like a couple of months before lockdown. So all of our first recordings and everything were done in our mate's bedroom, yeah. like over the road kind of thing. And we, we didn't have any money to pay him. So we'd like pay him in like Harvester Burgers. <laughs> we'd like take him down and if like... we let him double up on his fries. And yeah, we did a really good job at the end of the day. Oh, wow, really generous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all, all, all of the first stuff was, um yeah, very much like bedroom producer. Like, we didn't have a drummer or anything. Yeah. Um, so it was all that kind of like more DIY kind of mini drums kind of style. And this EP is really the first thing where we've been able to like, we could actually go into a studio, live drums, everyone get in a room together. And it was, it was pretty much almost one of the first times we played in a room together with the drummer. Yeah. 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 We weren't really expecting it. I mean, um, so the story with us working with age was amazing, really like, um, we, Basically, our, our friend who was doing it in the garage, um, sorry, our friend who was doing it in his bedroom, and he, he ended up getting really busy with some things going on in his personal life. So he had to sort of say, like, oh, I won't be able to work with you guys for a bit. Like, um, and we were like, oh, well, that's, it, it, was, it was totally understandable. Um, so then I sort of thought, well, we've got all this time on our hands uh, in lockdown. Like, you know, it, it was the time where, you know, we thought it was going to be over in three weeks and six weeks and a year. And then, yeah. you know, so I was like, oh, well, let's just produce ourselves. How hard can it, how hard can it be? So we did one track uh, ourselves. And um, when, whilst we were, when we first, like the first few hours, I, I was like, I'm quite naive, a naive person. But I was like, oh my God, we're the best producers <laughs> in the world. This sounds exactly like, finally, exactly how we want it to sound. And then it came to the actual mixing side and trying to get everything to sit. And oh my God, it was yes. just terrible. Yeah. And um so at that point, I thought, oh, you know what? Let's instead of going with another local guy, because don't get me wrong, there's, there's there's tons of really good local people. We, we like, let's just see how much, just out of curiosity, how much it would cost to go with someone who's done some of our favourite things. So we we made a list. We had like three or four kind of names. Um, I think I think one of the names was was um, I forget his second name, but this guy called Owen, who's Welsh, but he did the Oasis and, and the Killers and stuff. Then there was. Um, then there was this guy called Dave who did the Manic Street Preachers, and then and then then there was Adrian who who done um, obviously who done like Feeder and Foo Fighters and Placebo and stuff, and, and um, we started getting quotes back from all of the producers, and it was all sort of around you know a few thousand pounds a song, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we were like okay, yeah, never mind. Then we had um, we had uh, Adrian's manager hit us up, not talking about money initially, but he just said, Adrian, you like the tracks, do you want to jump on a call? And we were like. Whoa! Like the guy that's done Foo Fighters wants to wants to ch chat to us on the phone. So we we had a phone call. We hit it off, and um, and we ended up speaking to an hour without even going into money. And then and then obviously that it kind of sort of came to the point where I was like, right then, boys, do you want to book something? And then we were sort of like, oh, what's it going to be? And um, his his normal rate it is a lot, deservedly so. But he he basically cut us a deal, really. Like and um, we couldn't believe it. Like he he's taking a punt on us, and we're really really grateful for that um but what was funny is the first time when we got to the studio well, we've never been anywhere like that before it's this big kind of studio like a big um almost like a mansion you know with like a little barn house and all this stuff yeah. and um we got there and, and we're used to um we're used to sort of giving someone the drum track and then you sit in their bedroom and, and you just play your guitars over it. everything's perfect age starts going right then boys set up your, all your amps and we're all sort of looking at each other like we're all of us and he's like yeah yeah 
It turns out he made us do it live, but we just did, we'd never done that before. So we were a bit, we were kind of shitting it because we, we yeah. hadn't even played a show at this point. And um, it was our drummer's like third sort of like practice with us. Mm. So, um, but it was wicked. It made us a better band for sure. We, we had to do a, a fair few takes to get it oh, down. Yeah. I do plug me in like over and over and over and over yeah. again. I must have done like 10 times in a row. It was, <laughs> you'd just be like, great. Yeah. Another one. And be like, oh, shit. It was yeah. it was really like what like when you see those um like really old music documentaries when they do it on tape and they and they they had no choice other than to do it like all yeah. at once. But um no, it was wicked. I, I think um it, it was quite cool. Yeah, it, I always tell people that Adrian was the first person to see our band play live because I was. Yeah. It, yeah. He was wicked. He was he was in the little control room, just kind of like he's very like. Um, He's very like visual and like when he oh, likes yeah, something, he's, he's there like grabbing the desk and banging his head and going like yeah. that. So. It's, it's, he's just a proper music lover. Like again, that I think that's why he took a punt on us because yeah. he saw what we were doing and it's that kind of like even before it's that kind of just raw kind of rock sound. It's like fast, it's loud, it's and that that's something that I think has like a special place in his own heart. So being able to kind of to do that for us and help us realize that kind of sound, whereas like. Like a lot, a lot of rock nowadays as well is like so perfect and like everything's precise and tuned and it's all so kind of together and it's loud the whole way through and I think AIDS in terms of production style has given us like a lot of dynamic and there's like the loud bits of super loud and uh, just the energy is it's, it's almost like we're playing in a room like when I listen to it it feels yeah. like how it is like playing it in a room yeah yeah for sure it was yeah it was, it was weird getting used to because like you you go to a producer you want it to sound like perfect you want to just like make you sound like some band that you <laughs> you want to be in the future when you're all really good at your instruments but um a just make me you made it sound really real and uh <laughs> yeah, once, we've got, yeah, <laughs> once we've got a head around it but even like sending it to people and like having like other people kind of listen or review or whatever like i think people gonna miss that kind of that real sound in a way. I yeah. think that's, that's what our IP, like our IP does. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And obviously, um, you know, having someone like Adrian, you know, buy into, you know, your sound and, and what you're doing is going to always going to help, you know, the uh, end outcome. But for you personally, it must feel like, you know, vindication as well to get that response from someone like Adrian. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's, again, it was at a time where we kind of needed it maybe because, um, like, we when we're to do a band kind of at the level we're trying to do it at you you do have to sort of sacrifice a lot of things you can't work as much in your job or like you you know maybe you, you can't give your partner as much time as they'd like and things like that and, and in lockdown us putting so much time into a project that hadn't even played a show definitely yeah. we had a lot of people sort of thinking like oh boys what are you, what are you doing kind yeah. of thing um so yeah no all, anything like that is always super nice like it really, really is yeah yeah, um, and you say, you know, all this work being done without playing a show, but thankfully, as we talk now, you guys have been able to play uh, numerous shows, and you guys have been out on the road <laughs> as support for uh, Salem, for Creeper, and for Therapy recently. I believe you're going to be going out with uh, Elvana as well, which will obviously be quite an entertaining <laughs> yeah. night. Um, you know, how has it felt for you guys to get out on stages and play these songs live? Oh, absolutely unreal. Like, we, like, we played our first show, it was, uh, like, End, end of August, yeah, end of August. Uh, last year, um, 2021, yeah. And that was like, that was a real kind of, it was a big moment for us because we, we chose to do it in our hometown, Cardiff, in like the venue that like, as you're growing up as a kid, like that's the venue you want to play a club, Bach. 
it's like the one we all like hold like a special place in our hearts really for it yeah and it's like upstairs like the big room we were like shit like we've got to do this now it's like we like we had a great lineup of like like a few bands like welsh mm -hmm. bands that we um we were really enjoying and we we're like we've got to like turn up now like we either send it as this band we want to be or we kind of go and just be a bit quiet play the songs and go and we just had to like kind of just turn it on just like go 100 percent and just play this show and since then we've done like up until now like 70 shows yeah norwich yeah. norwich was show uh show 70. yeah i'm a bit a, a bit of a loser i keep a spreadsheet with everything on oh i love spreadsheets you know always, always actually make fun of me because like yeah. we literally go off stage i take my socks off and then i just get on my spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird uh weird little ritual for me now no totally it's, it's just been like having two years of that like we had our first show planned for the um like the spring of 2019 where we just like we'd been a band for a couple of months but not much and then everything got completely cut so we'd been sat for two years in this room in the garage just twiddling our thumbs just like waiting for the moment where we get the call it's like it can happen and then like you get a few and it's like oh it can i can and then it was pushed back and pushed back and then you hear it's not going to be till like this like 2022 and we were just there kind of slowly losing our minds kind of thing the only thing we could do is go and record all right yeah yeah um coming back to the um coming back to the ep that was kind of why we decided on the name false start for the for the ep like um the the artwork is actually like um it's like an uh, olympic runner kind of like stumbling we, we found like an image from like a long 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 time ago and um we thought that kind of summed summed up the first our first sort of outing as a band really like we were we were like there ready to play a show and then just everything like fell apart but in some ways there's a silver lining i think we're like in a way like we learned a lot about ourselves in two years like mm -hmm. i think i think uh there's a lot of time to like reflect on things and i think in a way like uh, i not to it's quite an insensitive thing to say, but I think the, the pandemic really separated like who really wants to do a band and who's just like, actually, no, I can't, I don't want to do this. Cause like, seems like, yeah, everyone who's come out the other side still doing it. You can tell yeah. they really, really love it. Like, yeah, no, definitely. I think it has certainly had that effect. Um, um, and yeah, uh, uh, on the spreadsheet, now I'm a data geek as well. I, I love a good spreadsheet. And, oh, and obviously, nice you, you know, you need to, uh, you know, collect that data from now because, you know, um, otherwise you're going to be missing that. And in the future, it could come back. I know certain bands have you know, been able to put out, you know, books and things like that based on, you know, the data that collected of the show's place. You know, it is great stuff. Um, and obviously you mentioned your love of um, like uh, 90s, British uh, rock music, and obviously you just finished up that tour with uh, with Therapy that we caught you on. Yeah, you know, what was it like touring with uh, the guys with Therapy? And are you still looking um, and watching their shows and trying to learn from people like that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. we learned so much. Like every night, e even in terms of like how like how to tour with a band at that level, and like how on like but when when you tour with like a small like a younger band, everything's just chaotic, and it's like. <laughs> things are on this, times this, it's rushed, it's whatever. And with, with therapy, everything was so like, like it was a tight ship that was run really. Yeah. Um, it, it was so easy for us and they were all like, everyone was so nice to us. They like, and so, like seeing, seeing those kind of songs and seeing a crowd, especially cause that tour was delayed for like two years. I think yeah. <laughs> so everyone there was like, like absolutely waiting for the show for like, mm -hmm. obviously like 30 years kind of thing. Like, yeah. 
obviously anniversary, but like an extra two years on top of that. Um, just so ready to like receive their music and like seeing how like their riffs like interact with the crowd and seeing how they play with the crowd, seeing how they go together as well was so inspiring to us. Mm. But even like afterwards as well, like there's something that shocked me um, when we were like, so it was, it was the last night, it was a bit of sweet uh, gig Norwich. Yeah. Because we had such a fun time playing it and the crowd was, was really good. Everyone seemed to really love um just like loud guitar music yeah. and that was it was perfect for us um but yeah had, knowing it was kind of the last night and uh they, they came in afterwards and they were like oh boys it's been really great to have you on this tour um if anything like seeing your energy has like inspired us a little bit to go to go kind of harder and bring it and i was like yeah they've been they've inspired like every band like yeah all the grunge bands that we love like they've inspired with their music so to, to, to hear that we've inspired them a little bit i was like yeah yes super come nice. on <laughs> yeah. no, it was fun. quite fun to um i think the the cool thing about playing those shows as opposed to playing to slightly younger people so obviously like the creeper demographic is like yeah. a slightly younger crowd and and they sort of they cheer as soon as you step on stage because they're just you know they're, they've only gone maybe some of those uh, the youngsters in that crowd it might have only ever been to like 10 shows, you know, yeah. especially with the, the two years where nobody could go to shows. But um, obviously the the therapy fan base, when you first go on stage, they're, they're sort of there like that, sort of like Who's this they've, they've seen, <laughs> yeah. you know, chance, chances are someone, someone in their 40s, 50s, 60s has seen almost all there is to see. You know, some of the, yeah. some of the people who probably watched us in Norwich saw Nirvana or saw Mudhoney or saw, you know, whoever else. So it's quite fun to try and see if we can win them over. Yeah. And I actually ended up the first show. I think I was a little bit like, oh, okay, we're gonna have to get used to people, you know, older people just standing there and nodding there. But then mm. after that gig, I realised them going actually means they're loving it. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah. they could be at the pub, like like. Yeah. And 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 we had some really great conversations, and, and mm. I think my one of my favourite things was chatting to those people who do know a bit more about music than, than say the 14, 15 year olds who, who might be at a creeper gig. It's really interesting to see who they think we sound like. And you know, some of the people's, some people were making really astute, like, like comparisons that I'd like agree with, you know, say yeah. like, you guys sound like this band and that band. And, and if that band was a bit, and we were like, oh yeah, that's, that's helped us kind of figure out what we are. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really interesting to, to hear the uh, you know, dynamics um, of, of the shows that you guys have been doing. And obviously, you know, that you're learning from bands like um, Therapy, you know, it's certainly going to set you in good stead for, for um, sure. he headline shows, which, you know, that, that segues us nicely on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. going to be heading out <laughs> on your debut headline tour uh, around the UK. So, I mean, you must be really excited to be playing headline shows. Um, and you know what can the fans expect from them so it shows why should they come down and check you out yeah absolutely no yeah as, as james was saying like a lot of the stuff we've done at the moment it's been like second like first on like opening or like second on kind of thing and as we're a new band um like you we know people aren't going to know our songs straight off the bat we're not going to have people singing along so like all we've got to do is like our job is just to win people over yeah we'll be doing so much of that it's going to be like a similar kind of energy to it but like this time it's like on our playing field and especially this headline like we're we go on tour like the the day after the um the ep comes out so like it's the first time we're like you can actually hear yeah. all our songs that we're going to play because we've been playing these songs for uh 
Because well, like, yeah, much. since day one, that was the set because that was what we thought the yeah. band was. We were like, these are our songs. This is who we are. Whether you can listen to them or not, like all, all yet. Um, I was like, this is actually going to be the first time where hopefully we're going to have people who kind of yeah. hear the start riff and they're like, oh, it's that song. Yeah, um, sure. It's going to be like a celebration, really. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's going to be really cool to see who who comes. Like, well, we're you know, it, we spoke to quite a few people at therapy shows who who they're really like supportive people they were like oh we're definitely gonna come back next week like in three weeks and see you again down the road in the smaller venue and and it's gonna be really nice to start feeling like the people we're playing to are actually there for us that'd be quite a, yeah it'd be quite a pinch me sort of moment it's like whoa these mm -hmm. people are you know parting with their hard-earned cash to to watch us you know it's not like they're just they just happen to see us because they've been at another show so that's going to be really cool. I think we're excited. We've got some amazing support bands as well. Like, um, yeah. I think we're trying to get all of that stuff announced in the next few days. Um, just waiting on, just waiting on, you know, all the kind of final bits of confirmation dates and things. But I think we've put together a really cool lineup. There's, there's different bands supporting every night, which yeah. has been a total, a total headache, but it's going to be so <laughs> worth it. Because I think like no two shows are going to be the same. No, absolutely. And in the same way that we've been going about kind of, playing loads of shows and like opening and like trying to spread our music as far as possible. It's just a nice way to like try and do that for as many people as possible. Just like yeah. spread music that we, we kind of believe in and bands that we kind of really like as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. Yeah, no, it, it's obviously going to be a uh, fantastic um, tour, you know, for, for you guys and for everyone that does go down and check it out. So obviously everyone listening to this needs to um, try and find a tour date local to them. They're, you know, you are playing some of the best, um, independent you know, small venues around uh, yeah i've looked at the list and there's some great venues on there um and uh obviously the way that most people keep track of everything these days is social media um mm -hmm. so obviously you guys are on social media and um your uh apps are all pretty easy to remember actually which is quite good because sometimes when i do this bit they're all over the place but you guys oh, are, yeah you guys have nailed it down so you guys are on that's the business head and james that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, there's one anomaly, one little anomaly. So Instagram and Facebook, you are and the uh, at, sorry, Instagram and Facebook, you are and cold gun. That's and, it. Uh, Twitter, you're and the cold gun, but with an un underscore on you. Yeah, well, I was getting It's one of those times where um, there's a Twitter account called and the cold gun with like one follower and yeah. one. I wonder if there's a way to email someone and be like, please, can we just have this? I think maybe there is once you get to a certain size yeah. if it's inactive, but. Yeah, it's all right. I'll, I'll live with that. I'll try not to lose too much sleep over it. Yeah, mm. there's, there's there's much worse um, dynamics out there for for that. So oh, you know, yeah. you've, you've done quite well. Um, and obviously, listeners, that's where you need to head, uh, along with the band's website, to find them tour dates, to pre-order the EP. Um, a lot of exciting stuff coming from the band, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, the last part of um, the Discover New Music podcast that um, we have with the uh, artists we talk to is uh, a little feature we call Set List Science. Um, and obviously, you guys are quite early in your career as James the Cold Gun, but you've played in various bands in the past. So it could be interesting to get your thoughts um, on this. It's basically how important, how much importance do you place on the structure of a set list? And are there any uh, rules that you try to follow when you're building a set list? Oh, yeah, we're, we're pretty on it with that, aren't we? Yeah, I, I think... Like, I feel like the most important, what, what I want to do when you start a show, like the first, your first song is just an absolute statement of intent. Yeah. Like you go on, you're like, this is what we're about. Like, especially being a rock band, it's like our first song is like, la like loud, 
groovy, fast, just unapologetically like rock kind of thing. It's got like a big build as well. So it's that all kind of like, like as soon as we come on, it's like bam, loud, build, excitement, speed, energy. Um, and then we go straight into Plug Me In after that, an even faster <laughs> yeah. song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the first two is definitely, definitely like, if anyone's in the room, we're hoping that they'll stay after seeing the first two songs. Like, um, yeah, we're, we're at the level where, yeah, we just want to, we just want to convince people to watch the whole thing. I think one of our big rules is that we try to, if there's two songs, two songs that are really similar in pace or really similar in feel, we'll try and keep them separate. Um, I think, I think I'd like to think that obviously, cause we're an early band, but, um, I always think every every album cycle should have a really good set opener like so right now our ep the song seven that's our that's our opener but like hopefully we'll write an even better opener on on the album that would become the, the song that we open mm -hmm. then um always chuck your best one last yeah. i guess that's like um if you've got a couple of best ones then happy yeah, day yeah. happy days yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had someone uh, fill in on a bass for us the other day, um, uh, Josh from a band called Foxjaw. Yeah. And I was, I was talking to him about this, and he was like, they always try and structure their sets where it's like, you start off here, you have that little kind of in the middle, where not necessarily yeah. like a, a dip, but like it might be like a change in kind of like feel like a slightly softer song or a slightly slower song. And then yeah, I think it's called again. the energy curve, I've heard it referred yeah, to. Is it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing that people, the people who've actually stayed because you you do get sort of like you get you get a lot of people in the especially for a support slot you get people who just happen to be there at the start so they get that bit of energy at the start then if they're not into you fair enough they might dip off by the middle to go get a beer or something but then new people who would who would make you know because especially when set times aren't published new yeah. people who might be coming up turning up for therapy turning up right towards the end so that's when the energy peaks again the people who just like us and want to stay for the whole thing, they get the whole spectrum. They get yeah. the softer, like none of the ballads. <laughs> like yeah, the There's not really anything in our set at the moment. It's literally like that. That's the point where we play. It's mutual and like cheating on the sun. And it's only because those songs are slightly slower than the Yeah, they're still pretty, yeah, still pretty full on, aren't they? Yeah, but you guys will obviously get to build that in the future um, and build it up. And uh, no, always really uh, interesting to get that. Um, last question in around the set list and actually i was i loved on saturday that you guys had the tape of the kate bush song james nicole Gunn, oh, yeah. uh, play um, before you come on obviously I, I thought that worked really really well um oh know, cool thank you that's obviously something you're going to be looking to continue in the future but it's definitely got my blessing for us worth <laughs> so. i think i think it's going to become one of those things i think mm -hmm. it's going to probably be one of those things that we always do just because um we it really helps us get our heads in the game like there'll be times where like you are sitting backstage and you sort of just a lot of the time on tour you're kind of just tired like so you're sitting backstage on your phone just kind of like and then you hear the song and you're like oh shit like do a couple of star jumps yeah. and like like sort of you know crack your, crack your fingers and that and then it's just quite a nice way to get us get us in the zone i think yeah yeah depending on how like how fast or slow the day has gone I like hearing that song is like an intense moment of shit like it's now like the song gone like we gotta go kind of thing or like, if it's like, see, see these therapy ones, it's been actually like quite relaxing up to the point. So you kind of hear it on there, it's kind of in the side, just kind of air drumming or doing air guitar to it. And like, it really just, it sets the mood for us, sets the tone. It's, it's the only time it's bad is if you're in the toilet. And, yeah. it's, and like, you're in the toilet and you're like, oh, <laughs> we're on, we're on. That's like, that's like a, 
like a, a nuclear warning alarm when you're on the toilet. You're like, well, we got to go. <laughs> Two minutes, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that clock just ticking down. Yeah, pressure's on at that point. But uh, if nothing else, it's also just a really awesome song, a really great song. Yeah, um, yeah so, we, we will be Kate Bush fans for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic artist, definitely. Um, no, thank you both, um, the, the Jameses, for joining me. Um, you know, um, James and the Cold Gun, we've really enjoyed everything you've put out so far. We're really excited to see what you guys have got coming up in the uh, in the future. I think one thing certainly to take away from um, our chat um, is that, you know, people listening, as we were just talking about, you know, when uh, you're going to see a band play live, make sure you get down there early, check out the support band, because you never know, you might be discovering your next favourite band. Um, and uh, obviously, yeah, obviously everyone needs to check out your headline tour. Everyone needs to check out the EP when it comes out on the 29th. Um, what would be your final message for listeners today? Oh. Just, uh, do what you want. Start a band. Start, yeah. start a band is the main one. Start a band. It's the most fun thing you can do. Like, and start, start a fun band as well. Like, it doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be an amazing musician. Yeah. As long as you've got passion and you've got drive and you've got somewhere where you can just go and be a bit loud you'll have the best times of your life doing that yeah and if you like what we do just chuck us and chuck us a message because we love to we love chatting to people we love find like not not even in like an ego stroking way we just love like we love going back and forth and just chatting about music with people it's like it's like one of the favorite things about doing it yeah it comes across you, you guys clearly love what you do and I, you know, it refers back to what we were talking about earlier with the pandemic you know you can clearly see the people coming out the other end of the people that really enjoy what they're doing yeah. and really want to do it again guys thank you both for joining me and obviously we wish you, wish you the absolute best for the headline tour and with the EP coming out well, thanks for speaking yeah, to us mate you. really enjoyed that cheers well thank you so much for listening i really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with james and the cold gun be sure to follow them on social media and to check out their debut ep polestar out on april 29th and if you would, please do follow us on social media. You can find Full Pelt Music on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And again, if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, wherever you're watching or listening. And we will be back very soon for another edition of the Discover New Music podcast.